Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, August the 4th, 2023, and episode number 234 is right here. First off, thank you so much for Jim and Pat up in Tulsa, Oklahoma for my very important paperwork. I picked it up as soon as I got home from my trip to Illinois this last weekend. And what a weekend it was. Where should I start? It was actually four days of fun for me, my girlfriend Michelle, and my twin brother Brad Benson. Let's go ahead and start with Sunday, the 76th running of the Peoria TT. I want to talk about the track first because it rained a lot Friday night late. It rained before we got there, and the track was really soft. They did great a lot of the the soft, wet stuff off, and when I walked on it for the first time, I was worried. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It was spongy. It was soft, but the sun came out. The track packed in really nice and uh, made for a beautiful racetrack. I was just a little bit worried about it because usually when it gets soft, there's a lot of braking bumps. They spent some extra time because the PMC folks wanted to have a little bit of a cushion. uh, And I got a message saying a little bit loamy uh, down at each end of the racetrack in the corners. And I think they did a good job with that. Uh, The original goal was to be done by about 3.11 p.m., which is a weird time. But, you know, 3.10, 3.15, we're done a little bit later than that because of the uh, amount of crashes that happened. And because I think because they spent a little bit extra time, you know, working on the racetrack, which hats off to them to make sure we have a racetrack where, you know, hopefully we could have some passing. Uh, Sometimes that Peoria TT gets a, a one line blue groove around the shortest way around the track and and they were trying to avoid that. So uh, hats off to the PMC crew and the AFT staff. The weather was great. The temperatures were perfect. It was really sunny out, uh, but it wasn't too hot like normal. So uh, Mother Nature definitely helped out. I know the race went back to Sunday. I think the crowd attendance was down a little bit. But going back to the traditional Sunday, I think that's going to help if they can keep doing that. So enough about all that fun stuff. Um, Some of the stats, Yamaha won all four heat races on Sunday. And KTM won both challenge races. And Yamaha won both main events. So that's the the little preview of the Peoria TT. Let's start with the Parts Limited AFT singles class. Cody Kopp was the fast qualifier in the KTM and... Man, he really looked good. When you can get out in front in your qualifying session and nobody can pass you, it's got to feel really good. Uh, but then Trevor Bruner comes out and wins heat race number one. Cody Kopp was second. Chase Sadoff was third. Gautier, Coase, and Rue Sevens get in the transfer spots. Tom Drain, the Estenson Yamaha, uh, was probably my surprise of the day. He actually goes out there and wins the second heat race. Max Whale was second. Trent Lowe was third. Ferran Carduce, the three-time Spanish flat track champion, was Fourth, Jared Lowe was fifth, and Morgan Mishler gets the last transfer out of heat race number two. The last chance qualifier. How about Justin Jones, man? I know I've been talking about him a lot this season. He's a favorite of mine. I know I'm not supposed to have favorites, but this guy's out there doing it with his dad. He's rode for a few different teams, and he was really sending it and whipping it sideways in the air, and you could just tell he was having fun, and he's actually... Uh, been on the podium there before a long time ago, so it's it's cool to see Justin Jones going good. Cole Zabala was second in that last chance qualifier behind Justin Jones. Ott was third. Declan Bender fourth. Olin Kistler from Castle Rock was fifth, and Travis Petten uh, from California was sixth. So those are your transfers out of that last chance qualifier. 
The Al Lamb Dallas Honda Challenge was Maxwell taking the win. His teammate Cody Kopp was second. Drain and Bruner back there third and fourth. So that was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, in that main event, uh, there were two different restarts that really hurt Cody Kopp and actually really hurt Tom Drain. So on the first start, Cody got a pretty good launch out of there. And then Tom Drain gets by on one of the restarts. But Bruner was the one that really took advantage of those restarts. He came from a little bit deeper in the field on that last restart. You know, Cop's bike wasn't getting going. You could see it kind of jumping, and that was the clutch was going out on his KTM. And, you know, on the first restart, Cop goes backwards a little bit. Bruner passes a few people. On that second restart, it was uh, Bruner that took full advantage of that uh, and gets by and leads only the three laps, but it was the three important laps. He takes the win. Uh, Tom Drain led 11 laps, but uh, that restart, that last restart really hurt him. He ends up second. Cody Kopp was third, led six laps, so an excellent an excellent salvage and a finish for third, even with that clutch going out. His teammate Maxwell was fourth. Dalton Gauthier was fifth. Sadoff sixth. Trent Lowe, Chad Coast, Morgan Mishler, and Jared Lowe, another top 10 for the Jet. So no big surprises right there. I think I talked about all those folks. I don't think I had Bruner at the top spot. I think I had him up there near you know, third or fourth, but uh, Drain, I think, was the biggest surprise uh, for me. I didn't expect him to be up there leading, almost winning the thing. I, I expected him to be like fifth or so since this is his first time to Peoria. Ferran Cardus had a horrible get-off in turn number one. We didn't have any uh, shots of it on the camera. I've been told there was contact with another rider. He had a dislocated wrist and a fractured radius, and just from when the camera got on him, he was hurting. He was in a lot of pain and uh, was you know, trying to get to the paramedics as quickly as possible. Kelsey Baker and Brad Baker got there as quickly as they could. And they're trying to calm him down, trying to get him in the ambulance. And then they're trying to get Kelsey. Uh, you know, She is an RN, but they were trying to get her into the front of the ambulance and get them out there as quickly as possible. But he is already home back in Spain, had an MRI, so hopefully everything is okay. Uh, to me, it looks like he's probably going to have to have surgery. Uh, but... I'm not a doctor by any means, but just the, some of the pictures I saw. So hopefully a speedy recovery for Ferran. Also crashing in the main was the 216 of Declan Bender. Uh, he was one of the ones that brought out one of the restarts in that singles main. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about him in just a few moments. And then earlier in the day, Tregan Birdsong also went down in turns one and two. I uh, got a message from him uh, from through some friends, but Tregan is okay. He was uh, rang his bell a little bit, didn't really know exactly where he was. Uh, when he uh, came to out there in turn number one. But, you know, that's a very long straightaway. Uh, I say it's like a half mile straightaway. It's not a half mile long, but it's longer than a straightaway on a half mile, if that makes sense. So uh, when you go down at the end of the straightaway, you know, going into one, uh, you're going pretty dang quick. Uh, Cody Cop had the fastest lap of the main event with a 26.761, but his fast qualifying time earlier in the day was a 26.239. So it was a little bit slower for the singles in their main event. Taking a look at the points in your parts limited AFT singles class. Cody Kopp is 40 points ahead with six wins and eight podiums. Bruner with that win moves up to second. And that was his first TT win. He has four podiums. He's now second in the points. 45 points behind the leader is Tom Drain with three wins, seven podiums. Uh, Chase Sadoff is back there in fourth. 49 points behind the leader with those seven podiums. Still looking for his first win. And 61 points back in fifth is Maxwell with one win and three podiums. And I don't know if it's uh, official or not, but I like stats. Burt Sumner likes stats. So with that win, now Bruner 
has won the flat track Grand Slam in the AFT singles class, and he's the third person to do that. Let's kick it up a gear. Mission Super Twins. J.D. Beach got faster as the day went on. Dallas Daniels was the fast qualifier with the 26.239. Heat race number one, it was Dallas Daniels taking the win over Jared Meese. Jared Vandekoy was impressive all day. He was third in the heat race. Wiles was fourth, never really a factor. Robinson fifth, and Colby Carlisle was sixth. I talked to Colby walking up the hill at the end of the day, and he said, man, I just wanted to get out of here in one piece, and I was glad to be walking away. So Colby's not uh, one of his favorite tracks, but he got sixth in the heat race. And that put him in the main event. Heat race number two is J.D. Beach. Briar Bauman second. Johnny Lewis, a solid run in third in his heat. Uh, ben Lau fourth. Davis Fisher and Billy Ross. Again, there was no last chance qualifier because only 15 Super Twins were there. In that mission, too fast, too tasty challenge race, Briar found a high line in one and two. They they dug up the track a little bit, put some moisture out there, and that was good for the KTM. That's what it needed. You know, get that thing up there, grab a handful, and let that thing eat. You can't do it when it's a slick groove like that or slippery. you got to be more throttle control, and that KTM has so much horsepower, he gets a lot of wheel spin. So Breyer took the win in the challenge. Dallas was second, JD was third, and Jared Meese was way back there in fourth. And I think after a few laps, Jared just wanted to go out there and look around and see what he could find, see if there's any other lines that he could, and maybe saving stuff for the main event. In the main event, though, it was all J.D. Beach. And like I said, he got faster as the day went on. He led all 27 laps. Dallas crashes late in the race, brings out a red flag. It looked like to me that he got too too low to the inside of that last corner and maybe clipped the inside. Like maybe they'd grab, you know, when they graded off some of the racetrack, maybe graded some of it to the inside. Uh, I saw some social media posts that seemed like he hit a rock on the inside. I don't know. It looked like... Whatever it was, like clip the fork tube or the fork guard and just turn that the handlebar to the left and this, the front end just washed out from underneath them. And what almost happened is Briar Bauman just kind of followed him right up to the air fence and somehow saves it. Uh, the red flag comes out. Dallas picks himself up, gets the bike up. They go to the hot and the cold box. He works on the motorcycle. And right the last second they got it fixed, they said the bike wouldn't shift into gear. So I don't know if that had been the, the gear shifter or what they did. So... Uh, it was a good thing that the red flag came out. He started seventh, restarted seventh, so there was only seven bikes on the lead lap. So he goes to the tail of the lead lap, which that's what's in the rule book, and then he would have to work his way back towards the front from there. Uh, but JD Beach taking the win. Briar was second. Meese was third. Again, mentioned Vandekoy up there fourth. You know, a quiet fourth. I don't think I mentioned his name all day long on Sunday. Uh, Dallas Daniels again rebounds for a fifth place finish. His first non-podium of the season. Wiles was sixth. Johnny Lewis, seventh. Fisher was eighth. Ben Lau was ninth. And Brandon Robinson uh, survives with a tenth place finish. Uh, now listen to these times. J.D. Beach's fastest lap in the main, a 26.169. And Dallas Daniels' fastest lap in the main, a 26.168. So one one-thousandth of a second faster was Dallas. But by the time Dallas got to second, it kind of looked like he almost just settled in, you know, or he's up there running second and third, uh, yeah, right in front of Briar before he fell off. But I don't think he had anything for JD as JD was long gone. But the times for their main event was actually faster than Dallas's fast time earlier in the day with a 26.239. So it's not a lot faster, but comparing to the singles, how they were about a half a second slower, the Super Twins were just a little bit faster in that main event. 
Looking at the point standings, Jared Meese now goes back to the lead because he finished third. So Dallas is now one point behind Jared Meese with these last four rounds remaining. Seven wins and 11 podiums, including 10 in a row for Jared Meese. We haven't talked about that just yet. Dallas Daniels' podium streak comes to an end at 13, which is now second most all-time. Briar Bauman is third in the points with one win and seven podiums. JD is fourth with two wins and six podiums. And Davis Fisher, doing what he wants to do, still in that fifth spot. Let's shift gears. Let's go back up a night. So I'm kind of going backwards. I want to start with the Peoria TT. Now let's go back to Saturday night, the Galesburg Motorcycle Club. I went out there. It's uh, They were celebrating their 100 years as a motorcycle club. So congratulations to them. The entire staff wore white tops, white, you know, white pants, just like they used to do back in the day. It was really cool to go out there and be a part of it. Uh, got got a lot of friends out there in Galesburg. Uh, Jesse J. Perez and uh, his brother Bull and, and Jesse's girlfriend Angie, Angie were there. Um, I sat with the Cop family for a while. I sat with Terry Kerr from the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame and, and just had a good time. So every once in a while I'd have to go up in the announcer's tower because I was actually asked to go out there and announce for the Boltaco Astro Cup. There was quite a few riders. I expected more riders because I, I guess there was a pretty big purse. I heard that the, the winner ended up picking up $750, which riding a, a motorcycle built in the 60s and 70s, 750 bucks is still a pretty good purse. But uh, Ronnie Jones took the win. Uh, Joe Cop was second. White Campbell was third. Those are the three that I wrote down. I believe Charlie Roberts was right around there in uh, fifth, and I believe Gonzo Garth Brow was fourth. In the Open Pro-Am class, it paid $2,000 to win. It was the Bob Walters Memorial uh, race. Davis Fisher was the fastest all day in the in the Pro-Am class. He took the win. Walker Porter had to pass a few people. He's the Alabama Slammer. He's only 14 years old, so remember that name. I've talked about him a few times on the podcast already this season. He was second. Colton Featherston was third. He actually won this race last year. Chaz Parker uh, was fourth chase anderson fifth carson king back there sixth he's been uh, getting a lot of schooling from jeffrey carver and michael hill on a borrowed motorcycle was seventh those are the top seven that's what i wrote down uh, after that there was a little bit of lap traffic and i just didn't want to uh, you know write anything down or, or re report anything that wasn't correct so uh, there was a decent crowd there i know i've been there when there's more people i've also been there when there's less people so it was a decent crowd out there uh, the track was not as good as normal and it's been a few years since i had been out there but they used to really turn that track up really deep and just kind of leave it kind of really loose like a, a, a cushion but not a pea gravel cushion but like a like a, a cushion like you know ascot or like a, a real loamy cushion so they were packing it in a little bit tighter than normal but it was still a great night. I had a lot of fun. I left after the uh, the Boltaco main event went first, and then the Open Pro-Ams went second. And I left after that because I needed to get back to Peoria and get some rest because we were out there at that Thunder Valley early on Sunday morning. Let's shift gears one more time. Let's go to Friday night, the second annual Joe Baggett Memorial Race at the Peoria Speedway. One of my favorite tracks. I know I mentioned that last weekend, and uh, I was talking to my dad about this actually earlier in the week this week, and we love the Rapid City Half Mile Track, and if you could shrink the Rapid City Half Mile Track to a quarter mile, that's exactly what the Peoria Speedway is. Fast, high bank, really good dirt, and I tell you what, the track crew, Kurt, who is the promoter, he actually spent extra time on that racetrack, and that racetrack was fast. It was 100 and, I don't know, 102, 103 degrees with the heat index over 110, 
and the track was perfect. I think that was the best track I've ever seen out there. There was one little bump really low in turn number one. It, it caught a couple of people off guard. But other than that, that track was perfect. Um, it was hot until the very end. Uh, it got windy. There was 14 classes. And about the about the fifth race, the wind picked up. And about the seventh race, I caught a cool breeze. And I was like, here comes the storm. So I, uh, I texted my girlfriend, Michelle. I said, all right, you better head to the car. And I'm glad she did. So we kept going. We stopped doing the interviews. And at that point, and we just kind of kept the races going. And we got all the way done except for one race. And that was the vintage race. They didn't get to run their main event. Uh, the two classes I did write down results for were the Open Pro-Am. Delton Gautier was was fast all day. He actually won the Dash for Cash, and then he goes out there and wins the main event. Aiden Rusevens was second. He was on a borrowed motorcycle. Travis Petten was on uh, Kyle Snyder's motorcycle. He was third. Billy Ross was fourth. He was on a borrowed motorcycle, and Tyler Raggio was fifth. So uh, Raggio actually went down in that uh, challenge race and caught Steven Sandoval in the, the whole mix, and those two went down. Um, Steven Sandoval went for a wild ride, but I guess he was okay. But a lot of the guys were borrowing motorcycles because they wanted to save their stuff for, of course, uh, you know, the Peoria TT. You got to have a good bike and then a good backup. So a lot of these guys were on borrowed motorcycles, but Gautier was, was the winner. Declan Bender, I talked about him a little bit at the Peoria TT, but here at the Peoria Speedway on Friday night, he was really fast. Got things going in the main event. I think he was back, back as far back as about fifth, and he just started picking him off, and he was using a completely different line than some of these other guys going in high, squaring off the corner. Then sometimes he'd go in low, drift up, and square off the corner, and he was making up time and actually tracked down Dalton Gautier. Last lap down the back straightaway. He stuck it in really low, and it's easy now thinking back on what you could do different, but if he would have just stuffed it in there a little bit further, maybe even – possibly caused Dalton to back off the gas or maybe had Dalton slip a little bit wide maybe he could have taken the win but instead he just did not quite complete the pass and he ended up going down down there in that final corner and the good news was everybody you know got by him nobody hit him but uh, a good run by Declan Bender but just wasn't meant to be so he uh, ended up finishing last in that main event the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series was there and one of my favorite riders to uh, watch and to hang out with is Super Dave. Dave Kilkenny from uh, Wisconsin took the win. Lowell Bronstad was second. Cody Funk was third. Danny Slosser was fourth. And Jeremy DeRyder, who is in charge of the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series, he was fifth. And again, that track was awesome. That was Friday night at the second annual Joe Baggett Memorial Race there at Peoria Speedway. Thursday night, we kicked the kicked the weekend off down at the Country Saloon. My, my, my brother Brad Benson set up a tent with Seafoam. The t-shirt guy Dave was there selling the shirts for the Prelude to the National, which was the Joe Baggett Memorial Race. He had some Peoria TT shirts. He had a bunch of stuff set up. There was a band playing inside. There's a bunch of people hanging out outside, and it was just a good time. And, and it was really cool uh, to go there. I actually ended up going there Sunday night after the Peoria TT as well. But, you know, when there's flat track memorabilia all around the walls of a bar, it's cool to be a part of that, you know, and it was just a lot of fun. I met some new friends, seen a lot of older friends and uh, hang out, and the food was really good. So if you ever get through Peoria, and especially East Peoria, go check out the Country Saloon because they support Flat Track. They sponsored Robbie Pearson for most of his career, and, of course, they sponsored the Peoria TT. 
Let's shift gears to this weekend. Rapid City Half Mile running on Sunday. We were originally supposed to go to uh, the Buffalo Chip. That has been changed to Rapid City. They're keeping it as scheduled as like a day race. I'll call it a matinee race. Gates are opening at 1, practices at 1.45, with opening ceremonies starting at 4.30. Heat races are scheduled to start at 4.45. So the opening ceremonies, they've got it down to about 15 minutes and uh, get the racing going as fast as possible. And they're trying to be done right now by 7 p.m., which will be, you know, hopefully right before the sun sets. Uh, joining us this weekend will be the last round for the Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program. And I look back at last year's results. J.C. Jones was on fire last year. She took the win. Zaria Martins was second. Jill DeShane, the Minnesota rider, she was third. So J.C. and Jill are no longer with us. Looking forward to this year. Morgan Monroe has been so fast, especially on the banked half miles. Zari Martins is right there. She's still looking for her first win. Kenzie Luker should be up front. And Shasta LaRue, I expect her to be up front. She was very fast in these last couple of rounds. She's getting more and more confidence. She's from Colorado. I know she's probably going to have a lot of friends and family at this one. So Shasta is looking to get up there and get in the mix. You know, she won a heat race out there at the last round. So uh, she could get up there and possibly get in the mix and maybe win this main event. AFT singles last year, Trevor Bruner took the win. Mishler was second. Trent Lowe was third. Dalton Gauthier was fourth. And Cody Kopp was fifth. This year, I'm kind of thinking Cody Kopp uh, is going to win it. I think he, you know, we know, as I've talked about before on the podcast, Cody goes so good on the race car tracks, on the banked half miles. Uh, last year, he was a little bit in con conservation mode. I don't think that matters anymore this year. You know, he's got a 40-point advantage with just four rounds left. I think Cody's going to go out there and try to win this one. Bruner's going to be fast, especially with the momentum after the win last weekend at Peoria. Uh, Trent Lowe, you know, he won the Devil's Bowl. This is a similar racetrack, more banking at this racetrack, but a car track. He should be up there. Tom Drain's going to be up there. And, of course, Max Whale will be up there. So I got Cop, Bruner, Trent Lowe, Tom Drain, Max. I'd love to see Mishler get up there and, and, and be in the, the thick of things. Mishler hasn't won a race yet this season. It's a good place for him to get going. Super Twins last year, Jared Meese took the win. Breyer was second, so those two were on Indians last year. Dallas and JD were third and fourth on their Yamahas. Vandekoy was fifth, and Robinson was sixth. So this year, I'm expecting more than the same. Uh, just like in the singles, Cody's the master on the half miles on the single. Well, Jared Meese is the master on the half mile on Twins, and that Indian that you know, with Kenny Tolbert and him, they've got that thing dialed in. Um, expecting him to take the win. I, I would love to see Dallas get up there and battle for the win with this one. Fisher, you know, I, I'm expecting him to be up there. He actually looked really strong a few years back and went over backwards, uh, you know, celebrating one of his wins and kind of screwed up the primary bike. So Fisher knows his way around the racetrack. Robinson should be up there. Vandekoy should be up there. Briar and JD. So again, the same the same cast of characters, maybe just a little bit different order. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how they do the racetrack. It's, you know, with a matinee race, hopefully they can put a bunch of calcium chloride down and keep as much moisture in the racetrack as possible. But, you know, with Mother Nature, you know, possible rain showers out there every day in, in, in the Black Hills, it's hard to find that fine line of moisture. And if it does rain, what are you going to do? We'll see what the racetrack does. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully there's some good passing. And hopefully it's a great race. That's going on Sunday. So like I mentioned, that's Sunday. That's Rapid City. Also going on this weekend, the 4th and the 5th, Osborne, Kansas, part of the Kansas Fair Series. Next weekend, Castle Rock. Last year there was a triple header. I haven't seen anything about social media just yet, but we'll be in Castle Rock on Saturday night. 
Last year they had a, a race on Friday night just to get warmed up and then a race on Sunday. There's a short track out there as well. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking there's three more days of racing out there next weekend at Castle Rock. And also next weekend, the 11th and 12th, is the Stockton Fair, which is at the Rooks County Fairgrounds. That's another part of that Kansas Fair series. And then also next Sunday is the Lords of Dirt race in Missoula, Montana. I cannot wait to go back to that one. Uh, I'm going to drive overnight after Castle Rock just to make it out there. And I look forward to that one. It's a lot of fun. Last year, I swear there was about 2,500, maybe 3,000 people in there. The, the stands were packed. It's just this little bitty rodeo arena. It's during a fair, and it sure is a lot of fun. So that's what I got coming up. I know there was a whole lot of information. I appreciate all the listeners. And thanks again to Jim and Pat. Thanks to everybody that shares the podcast. Thanks to everybody who likes the podcast. Tell everybody about the podcast, and I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Off the Groove.